going away. I've been so excited about this word that God has given me. For the last couple weeks, he's just been birthing something great. I want to read you a scripture really fast so that we can recognize two things. What Pentecost means to us and who Holy Spirit is. A lot of times we, we don't think about Holy Spirit. We think, we think about Jesus and the Father. We pray to Jesus and the Father. And Holy Spirit is just something that kind of comes around and we get excited when we feel good with him. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, today is a special, special day in the calendar of God. It's the day that the church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the day that, do you know that the Spirit of God that was hovering over the waters in Genesis, Holy Spirit, the God that hovered inside the tabernacle and filled it with smoke so that you couldn't even see in. It's Holy Spirit. The presence of God that was so holy that you couldn't walk in or you would die. Holy Spirit. So holy that we couldn't even come in contact with this aspect of God until we were covered with the blood of Jesus. It's powerful, the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And when he birthed that, the Holy Spirit, I just, I just know he came in with such force, with such a show, because he had been waiting for thousands of years to be reunited with the creation of God. Not just to talk to us through a prophet, not just to, not really even to dwell among us as Jesus did, but to indwell within us. The, what, the way we were created to be. He was excited. And he rushed in there. And I know that today is why we celebrate. It's not just the Feast of Pentecost. It's not just the day the church was born. But Holy Spirit loves to celebrate today. Because it was the greatest day since the fall of man. When he got to come and live back inside of his people. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It's also a special day because it's the Feast of Pentecost. It's the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of the Harvest. It's called a few different names in the Bible. God said there are three feasts that I want every single person to come before me and honor me, every family. Come before me and honor me. Bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your whole family and come and honor me and celebrate it was Passover, Pentecost, and the, and the Festival of Shelters, which comes later in the year. May 15th is also the day that Israel was born as a nation. So it's extra good this year because it fell on May 15th, May 15th, 1948. Israel was born. 
May 15, 1980. The least of all of these, but it's my birthday too. I get to share a birthday with the church and with Israel this year. <laughs> Amen. It's a good day. You know, I don't, uh, I don't ever seek out God for special messages, for special occasions. Because um, I don't, I just want to hear God. But God, what I, what I realize though is that God loves his special occasions. And so when they come around, he gives me something to say about them. Because God loves them. He gave us promises if we keep his feasts. There's a reason why Pentecost was picked for the Holy Spirit to come. It was the festival of the first fruits. There was the Passover. And then there was the reason it's called Pentecost is because it's 50 days. There were seven Sabbaths of weeks, seven a week of weeks. And then the 50th day was Pentecost, the festival of the harvest. And it's a, it was a celebration where they were able to bring their first fruits. The harvest had begun. They were going to bring their first fruits of their harvest to God. Now, they were going to continue the harvest season until the festival of shelters, when, it was, when the harvest is over with. And it's done. Festival of shelters. So there's a spiritual significance in our day to each one of these feasts. Passover, we know, is the feast that Jesus gave his life for. On Passover, he died, he rose again so that we could be restored to God. The Feast of Pentecost is the celebration where the Holy Spirit came down and He dwelled among us. The Festival of Shelters that's still to come at the end of the harvest, when the harvest is done, is the rapture of the church. Amen? In Exodus chapter 34, verse 24, God tells us what He gives us if we honor His festivals, if we honor His Feast days, because he said, uh, he said, it's a commandment, don't stop honoring these holy days. Exodus 34, 24, he says, I will drive out other nations ahead of you. I will expand your territory so no one will covet and conquer your land while you appear before the Lord your God three times a year. The promise is we come before God, we honor him on these holy days, and God will drive out our enemies from before us. He'll protect our territory so that no one can come in and take over our territory. Nobody can come in and take the things that God has given us. The devil can't come and take our blessing. He can't come and take our healing. He can't come and steal our money. We're protected and we are blessed. The God drives out our enemies before us when we honor him today on the Feast of Pentecost. Amen. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 9. I'm going to give you all a second to get there because I'm going to read several scriptures. And I want us to, I have a lot. I don't have 22 pages, Brother Floyd, but I have a lot today. And I, so I want to move quickly, but I don't want to move so fast that we, that we miss what God's saying. We're going to take up an offering soon for, the, for Pentecost. Uh, but I want to read you the scripture so that we can understand what God is doing today. Deuteronomy 16, 9. Seven weeks shalt thou number unto thee. Begin to number the seven weeks from such time as thou beginnest to put the sickle to the corn and thou shalt keep the feast of weeks unto the Lord thy God with a tribute of free will offering of your hand, 
which thou shalt give unto the Lord thy God according as the Lord thy God has blessed thee. And thou shalt rejoice, celebrate before the Lord thy God, thou and thy son and your daughter, and your manservant and your maidservant, and the Levite within your gate, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are among you. Everybody, everybody, come and rejoice. Amen? Everybody that's among us in the place where the Lord your God has chosen to place his name there, and that is in our hearts today. And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in Egypt, and thou shalt observe and do these statutes. Three times a year, I'm going to skip down to verse 16. Three times a year shall all your males appear before the Lord your God in the place which he shall choose, in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, in the Feast of Weeks, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord thy God, which he has given unto thee. This is why we're going to take up an offering. It's why we haven't already done it, because I want us to understand, and we're going to, we're going to dig into this and understand why God wants an offering from us today and what that offering will set us up for for the rest of the year. We pay our tithes. This is not tithes. We pay our offerings of of free will. This is not really one of those. This is a special, you know, atonement. We give an offering for atonement. This is a special holy day where God says, don't appear before me empty-handed. And he gives us a promise if we honor it. We don't appear before him empty-handed. He runs our he runs our enemies out. He expands our territory. He blesses us. He conquers for us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He set up this he set up this law in Leviticus chapter twenty-three. He sets up several more laws, and then he goes on. I'm going to read a scripture that most of you probably know. It's Leviticus twenty-six verse two. If you can put that up there, I'm going to read several of these scriptures too. We want to know what God will do for us. Why are we doing this? What is God's plan and purpose in us bringing him an offering, a free will offering out of the blessings that he's given us? If he's blessed us a lot this year, we give a lot. If he's blessed us a little, we give out of the blessing that God's given us. If we have two pennies to rub together in our pocket, if we have one penny to rub alone, we have been blessed with something that we can give to God. He says, don't come before me empty-handed. That was the only decree. Leviticus 26, verse 2, he says, 26, 2. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. And your threshing floor shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. And ye shall eat your bread to the full, and dwell in your land safely. I will give you peace in the land, and, I, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. You shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. Your enemies shall fall before you by the sword, for I will have respect for you. I will make you fruitful. I will multiply you. I will establish my covenant with you and you shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new and I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul will not abhor you. I will walk among you and I will be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God. Hallelujah that brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondman. And I have broken the bonds of your yoke, and I have made you go upright. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We take these promises a lot of times because it's a wonderful scripture. I love this scripture. And it, all, and it is all fulfilled in Jesus. But today, though, is the day that God set aside to say, out of to one of three days that God set aside, he said, if you honor me today, honor me today. Don't appear before me empty-handed today. Celebrate, rejoice over what I've given you, what I've done for you, because I've brought you out of the land of Egypt. I've brought you out of sin. I've freed you. I've blessed you. With whatever measure of blessing you have, you're here today. You're alive. You have been blessed by God. He said, if you honor me today, Look at all of these promises. My God. I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to multiply you. Establish my covenant. I'll be your God and you'll be my people. All of the promises of God are present in here. I want the promises of God in my life. Today is the day that God has set aside for us to rise up and take and receive those promises. Because here's what it is. It's the day when we take Passover, we, we have unleavened bread Today's the day we come in, we bring the first fruits of our harvest. First fruits. Not the whole harvest. It's not done yet, but the first fruits of the harvest. And God's blessing upon us, we read the blessings here, God's blessing upon us today establishes the type of harvest that we reap for the next four months in God's calendar. Amen? Until the festival of tabernacles or the festival of shelters, God said now is harvest time. Amen. I'm, I'm receiving that prophetically. I'm excited about that, that right now is harvest time. What we give today establishes the blessing that God pours out on us for the next four months. Amen. How does this relate to Holy Spirit? That's what we want to see, because it's more than hallelujah. Jesus. All right. The purpose and the plan of God In sending Jesus was what? It was so we could be redeemed from our sin. We could be transformed into a righteous person enough to carry the glory of God so that we could be covered and God wouldn't strike us dead when he came upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But what was the purpose of that beyond just us getting saved and getting to go to heaven? God, God gave me a word I just want to share with you before we dig into the rest of this, and that is, Holy Spirit, this is what he said to me, I'm not just here to make people speak in tongues and feel flutters in their stomach, I'm here to guide and instruct you in the ways of the Father, to impart knowledge of holiness, to make you like Jesus. Jesus did not do anything of his own accord here, he came as a man, the only man who was ever born, who could carry the Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit came upon him and gave us an example of what a life filled with the Holy Spirit looks like. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Jesus paid the price. But it's the Holy Spirit who even draws us to the knowledge of God. 
Holy Spirit convicts us. He points us toward the Savior. He is here with us. He comforts us. He fills us. He brings us to the throne room of our Father. He is the presence of God on earth, beginning from all the way from Genesis 1-1 until now. Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The Father is in heaven. Jesus has gone back to heaven. Holy Spirit is who we experience every single day here. When we seek after a miracle, who does the miracle? Holy Spirit performs the miracle. He empowers our prayers so that they're answered. He tells us what to pray even. We don't even know what to pray. Paul said, I don't even know what to pray. Holy Spirit prays. He works with us. He strives with us so that we can be reconciled with God. He speaks to us and draws us closer to God. We wouldn't even have a mind to seek God if Holy Spirit did not draw us to him, to serve him and to love him. We can't even know that Jesus is the Son of God unless the Holy Spirit grants us the grace to know that. Matthew 16, 13, Jesus said unto them, Whom do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Holy Spirit had to reveal that Jesus is the Son of God. And if He didn't reveal it, we don't believe it. We can't even choose to be saved on our own. Do we, do we recognize the real work of who Holy Spirit is to us? My God. I was going along in my own life and not even thinking about God. How many of y'all didn't give a care, thought it was all crazy and didn't want nothing to do with it? If I ever had a thought that I needed to get my life right, it wasn't even my thought. It was Holy Spirit putting that thought in me, working with me, striving with me until I could be reconciled to God. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for striving with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for not leaving it up to our own... uh, mind to try to figure out who Jesus is. Thank you for coming on us and teaching us, showing us and drawing us to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He indwells in us. He baptizes us. He transforms us. He guides us into all righteousness. He works in our heart daily. He reveals more about God to us. He can be grieved when we're not serving God. I never saw There's only a few times in the Bible that the father was grieved. And Jesus, he pretty much recognized that we're all crazy anyway. But Holy Spirit can be grieved easily. That's why sometimes the services are so particular about exactly what happens and when. Because when we've ignored Holy Spirit, what can we even receive from God if we ignore Holy Spirit? If he doesn't give it to us and show it to us. We don't have God anymore. When we reject the Holy Spirit and his leading, we have religion. When he's blasphemed, I'm going to clarify scripture. How many of y'all have ever worried that you've committed the unpardonable sin? Go ahead and raise your hand. It's okay. I did it. I was worried too. When he's blasphemed, you've cut off your only path to God because you can't come to God unless the Holy Spirit draws you. But here's the good thing. You can't even think that I want to come to God unless the Holy Spirit puts that thought in your head. Because 
if we're carnal, we mind after carnal things. I don't think spiritual thoughts. I don't think I need to get right with Jesus unless the Holy Spirit puts that in me. You have not committed an unpardonable sin if you still the thought still grows through your mind. I just I need probably need to be saved. I'm, I don't want to go to hell. I need to serve God. You have not committed the unpardonable sin. Holy Spirit is still working with you. When I call on God in a time of despair, when in time of need, who rushes to me? Holy Spirit. When I need wisdom, who imparts wisdom to me? Holy Spirit. When we pray for a miracle, Holy Spirit does the miracle. Who is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent? Who is within and upon who's causing you to even be able to understand who he is right now? It's Holy Spirit. The cross is foolishness to the to those who are perishing. Holy if if we want Jesus, it's because Holy Spirit works with us. Amen. So the purpose of God in Jesus dying wasn't only and wasn't just that we can be saved and forgiven of our sin because God had a people who had a path to be forgiven of sin in Israel. They got to come every year. It wasn't perfect. They didn't get to come every day. They didn't really get to, they didn't have the relationship that we have. But he had a people who had a way to be forgiven of sin. He needed a way for us to be made righteous for the purpose not not even just to be righteous, but for the purpose of the Holy Spirit being able to come and dwell within us because we have to discern what these feasts mean with what God does. Passover was salvation. The blood was shed so that we could be spared and forgiven and we could be made right with God. Pentecost is the feast of the beginning of the harvest. Who can harvest souls? I cannot. You cannot. Holy Spirit has to harvest souls. So he had to come and indwell within us so that God could ever reap the harvest of the end times. Now, when that harvest is done and Holy Spirit goes on back up to heaven and and leaves the earth, then the Father gets involved and brings judgment. But right now... It's harvest time, and I, I want to read you a scripture, John 16, verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient, it's better for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin that they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you can't bear them. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Jesus said, There's some things I can't do for you. My purpose is to come here to lay my life down so that you can be made right with God. But God's got another plan for you beyond being made right with him. That plan is that you be indwelt and infilled and baptized in the Holy Spirit so that you can go out and work the exact same works that I work. Until we were baptized and infilled with the Holy Spirit, we couldn't bear any more teaching from Jesus. When he came upon us, the Holy Spirit could lead us into 
more things with God. I'm going to read chapter, or verse 8 from that chapter in the Amplified. It says, And when he comes, he will convict and will convince the world and bring demonstration to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and right standing with God, and about judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me, trust in, rely on, and adhere to me, about righteousness, uprightness of heart, and right standing with God because I go to my Father, and you will see me no longer. How will he do this? Because the Holy Spirit... Is who empowers us to be just like Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way that we could receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The purpose of the whole thing was so that we can become people empowered by God, just like Jesus. Today is the day we celebrate the fact that God made a way for us to become just like Jesus so that we can do the work of God and we can do the work of the harvest. Everything that happened in the New Testament is the fulfillment of these Old Testament pictures and types. Jesus was Passover, Holy Spirit is Pentecost, and we know Jesus is coming back again. We're going to be raptured. Because the harvest is over with. When the harvest is over with, we get to go. But the harvest is still happening. The reason God chose Pentecost for Holy Spirit to come is because the time to reap had begun. Today, I want to say prophetically to you that the time to reap in our lives has begun. Today, God is going to begin to empower us to go and reap the harvest of God. When we honor today, we're going to begin to see the harvest of God in our finances. How many of us have sown seeds? You know, what I saw is that in, at, the, at, at the Passover, we've been sowing seeds. Weeks, 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 time goes by. We're sowing seeds, sowing seeds. We don't see a thing. And then we begin to see a little bit of a harvest. And what does God ask of us when we see a little bit of a harvest? To come on and bring it. Bring me that first fruit of the harvest. Because today is the day that we establish how big that harvest is actually going to be. Oh, my God. Some of us have, we have labored and sown and sown and sown, and we're waiting on God for that harvest to come. And some of us, I just want to say this, because I felt it this morning, and Pastor said it a few minutes, a little bit earlier. Some of us have sought after the Holy Spirit, and we haven't received that yet. We haven't received that indwelling and baptism of the Holy Spirit. But today's the day, because Holy Spirit is here, and He is excited about being united with His people. Amen? Oh, my God. Hmm.
So we're going to pray over what God wants us to give. In the Bible, he said, every family, every family come before me. Don't come before me empty-handed. And when you do, when you come and you honor, then you're going to reap the harvest. He's going to cause our harvest to be multiplied and be plenteous.